0: Hello everyone and welcome to Showhoppers. Today we are covering the Leftovers season three, episode six, certified. I am Mr. Cell. We are watching my favorite series. I'm watching it for the third for the third time. I'm also a high school science teacher. I'm here with one of my former students who has never seen the leftovers. This is his first watch through, but he is loving it. And this is
1: Kurt. Hello, Kurt. Hi, everyone. My name is Kurt, and I'm glad to have Mr. Style on as a guest on the podcast today. <laughs> you did that last time. guest. The last time I was a reoccurring guest. This time, it's, it's flipped. You're the reoccurring guest. I think you did that last week. I can't remember anything.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, certified. Kurt, there are only, after this episode, there are only two episodes of The Leftovers left. How sad are you?
1: I wonder if it's like a super secret hidden episode. Like I wonder if at the final episode there's like a URL at the end and you go to that webpage and it's like the ninth episode. There's not. Okay. As far as I know. Yeah, but also, did, you, did you check? Have have you looked for a URL for the hidden uh ninth episode? No, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm excited and worried about how this will end.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's
1: some there's a lot about this episode here
0: about this episode certified
1: yeah, yeah i don't want i don't want to give away much more okay uh, that, that might give away my rating
0: okay so all right let's let's walk through this so far this season you've given out three tens and two nines so you have not even dipped below a nine yet mm-hmm. now there's probably more nora in this episode than you would like <laughs> but I do know that you love Lori, and there's a lot of Laurie in this episode. She is, she is the central figure of the episode. In fact, yeah, I think you like the way this sets up next week because I think you like where they're going with Kevin. Because I feel like you kind of called this, um, and I don't know how you feel. I think you probably loved the opening, uh, seeing Lori decide to over to the guilty remnant
1: we saw karen from the office again yeah
0: oh my god (laughs) i i don't know how you feel about the end of this episode that's that's that might be a sticking point for you uh not sure how you feel about matt's shift of in focus here so i don't want to overreach here but i don't think you're gonna I don't think you can. You're gonna call this episode weaker than Crazy Whitefall thinking or oh, don't be ridiculous, but I don't. I don't want to overreach and say a ten. So I'm gonna say you gave this a nine.
1: Okay, this is a ten and the best episode of the season yet.
0: It's so good, isn't it? So
1: this is my favorite episode of the season. Might um, be my favorite episode of the series. I'll wait. I on that. I'll wait on that. It yeah. is Recency bias, but it is a very great episode.
0: Oh this this episode is completely mesmerizing it's it's so good it,
1: it's a splendid episode i even get to hear tommy and uh joe yes
0: that, that is all we will hear from tommy and joe <laughs> by the way uh i, I think i mentioned way yeah back... i said
1: they'd read one more phone call or something yeah so.
0: <laughs> yeah Very this good. it's it's spectacular it's such a an amazing showcase of Amy Brenneman uh, who plays Lori she's absolutely incredible And when you think back to season one when the only thing she said outside of flashback was Jill's name um, and then you look at this episode she is absolutely spectacular and you get plenty of John and Kevin and Matt and Nora it's like the whole ensemble is there but Laurie's at the center of it all, and it's—we've it, never seen that before. Yeah. Laurie has always been off on the periphery somewhere. This yeah, a... she's
1: never been a main character, right? Uh, probably season one was the most main she ever was.
0: Yeah, well, at least yeah, you're right. Probably, I mean, in
1: season two, she was still like a big character, but she wasn't. She definitely like the Murphys
0: upstaged her. In my view, I would agree. Yeah. Right. So yeah, so th- this is this is so good. I, I mean, some of these scenes I've I actually watched these scenes. There's one scene I'll, I'll tell you when we get there, but there's one scene where I watched it. I was taking notes while I was watching it, and I was like, you know what? I gotta watch that scene again. Put them down because I just need to see that again. This this is incredible. So it's 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 a wonderful episode. Of course, I give it a, a ten also. So this is, but I mean we're we're tening it out at this point. The the only
1: the, the scale uh, is starting to break,
0: yeah. Yeah, the only nine I have in this whole season is crazy white fellow thinking.
1: <laughs> so. I, I gave, yeah, I gave two nines. I'm not as I'm not right. as biased as you are. Always giving them 10s.
0: Oh, you know what but one of those nines came because of your bias against Nora.
1: No, that's called a realistic point of view. I think you have a <laughs> bias towards
0: Nora. <Dara. laughs> anyway, <laughs> I definitely do think I have a, a, I am a little biased toward Nora, but you know, actually while we're talking about that, can, can you kind of see why it seems like Nora's more of a periphery character in season one. She's definitely a bigger character in season two, but not a main character. Do you see why I, I, I always think of Nora as like a co-main character with Kevin after seeing like this season so far. So
1: Yeah. I could definitely see that in a uh, season three. Yeah. Uh, I will say this episode does not do Nora great justice <laughs> in terms of she 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 kind of went a bit lower down the totem pole.
0: <laughs> so now, when you say lower down the totem pole, do you mean less interesting as a character, or no? Do you, do
1: she you... still has interesting. I take that back. Just in terms of um.
0: So her level of scumbaggery went. Yeah,
1: down. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just not a yeah. In terms of the moral totem pole. Okay. She, she went a little lower.
0: Okay. I mentioned here why you think that... Um... Being a
1: jerk. That's about it. Is.
0: To to Lori. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. But I, I think she redeems herself a little bit by the end of this, but...
1: I mean, she just kind of stopped being a jerk. I don't think that means redemption. I mean, I don't like that.
0: Sure enough. I, I still got the burns of
1: being a jerk. If, if it was like a few up, you know, she kept not being a jerk or a few more episodes, that'd be a big deal. Listen, either she's going to do something great or the next two episodes, she can't be a jerk. Issues in the next two episodes, which I i figure she is based on the book of Nora, but yeah, who knows?
0: Yeah, the, the last episode is titled The Book of Nora. Plus, I saw what I am still sure is from
1: like episode one, must have been a future scene.
0: Oh, I saw oh, from season three, episode one.
1: Yes, yes, season three, episode one, with That's like true. the nun and Nora getting like the uh, her name's fresh. Sarah. I'm not Sarah, sure sorry, yeah, sorry, she just looks a lot like Nora. <laughs> and that none had an australian accent just saying it's happening
0: okay flash forward is what you're calling
1: either it's a flash forward or if she goes to that little uh ladder device
0: oh i see okay so, so you think it's either a flash forward or it's the other side of the ladder yeah.
1: my my guess was it was more likely a flash forward but okay. i will i will submit if it is a I, I, I would not be surprised if she went to the lighter device and somehow she became a bike riding pigeon delivering
0: <laughs> none
1: helping sarah
0: speaking of pigeons mm-hmm. i guess that's a little later in the episode it's after the cold open so maybe we <laughs> should hold off on the pigeons but i'm coming back to pigeons okay all right
1: with tack and pigeons gotcha
0: yes very very short tack it'll it'll be back very shortly that. all right well i'm glad you love this episode I, I think does it make you excited for the next episode yeah very yeah it's it's a really great setup episode and a great standalone episode very hard to do
1: oh very yep
0: yeah so you know the, the, like i think back to um i think back to 1013 love it as a setup episode don't love it as a standalone episode you do um axis mundi you think it's a great setup episode not a great standalone episode i i I disagree a little bit but like that type of thing there's no disagreement here this is a great standalone episode and a great setup episode
1: it's because they give they give quite a few payoffs they do setting up so that that's that's why i think it does so well
0: yeah yeah okay so (laughs) The co- we have a cold open. We haven't had a cold open, and in- I don't even remember the last time we had a cold open.
1: Yeah, we did. not I was I was ready for the intro, because you told me to keep track of the, the music for the intro. Right.
0: Do you understand why they... I, I, given that intro, that music for that intro, does it make sense that they would put it after the cold open, though?
1: Yes. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. So, the cold open is Lori's... as is a flashback. It's Lori's office when she was a therapist, and the person who is her patient that she's working with right now is Sam's mom, baby Sam, who departed in the first episode of the series. This, this is the person's perspective we got for the departure. And she's unnamed throughout this whole thing. All we, all we know her as is Sam's mom. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, But she lets us know that this is two years after the departure, after the departure. And she tells this heart wrenching story about, They tried and tried and tried to have a baby. They couldn't have a baby. They talked about adoption. They gave up on that. And they finally had this baby, like kind of a surprise. And he was perfect. And then he was gone. And she tells this story about like going back to the parking lot, because if they come back, they're going to come right back to the spot where they departed from. And so she, like, doesn't want a baby to reappear in the middle of the parking lot, although he wouldn't be a baby anymore. He'd be older. And she, like, this is a really sad story.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I
0: mean, I mean, you know, as a parent...
1: Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Uh,
0: as a, <laughs> I, I can tell you, like, this is, like, uh, my worst nightmare. This is most parents... I would assume most parents' worst nightmare is losing their child. So to hear her description of this... Is like, it it makes my skin crawl. It's it's really hard to listen to. But Lori apparently thinks it's quite hard to listen to as well because she has absolutely no response to any of this. She didn't say anything. She's clearly affected. And we know that on that day that this woman is describing, Lori was looking at the ultrasound of her unborn child inside of her who departed.
1: Mm -hmm. I also want to note that this further proves us questioning uh lori as a therapist
0: absolutely anyway (laughs) yeah but but i think it's i think it's a great point and it's one that i think they have kind of shoved in our face several times throughout the course of the series is lori a good therapist and i in most cases the answer is "Eh, probably not it is very questionable so she again does nothing says nothing and sam's mother is Really upset by this, she says, You know, maybe I should go ask those guilty remnant people out there. They keep trolling me. Maybe they'll tell me what to do. Is that what I should do? And she basically yells at her, Tell me what to do. Lori says, I don't know. And that seems to snap Lori. Lori at that point is broken. This is like the triggering event that drives her into the guilty remnant, but not before. She swallows a lot of pills. Mm-hmm. A lot of pills. And she is she writes a, a suicide note. She lays down on the couch. And then suddenly she changes her mind, takes some epicac, throws up, survives, puts on her all whites, and goes out, talks to the people who are in the guilty remnant right outside her her house and says. Tell me what to do, which is exactly what Sam's mother had just said to Lori in the office. Tell me what to do.
1: Yeah, I. This isn't really. Well, this is related to the scene, but how did they, like, did Lori actually throw up? The, I know, right? Like, like I, I, was looking at that. I was like, is she, is she throwing up? Like, is this, is this just a committal to the role? Is there like some sort of hidden? Is, is this editing? Is this some sort of movie magic? That's very.
0: It's a great question. I, I love to see behind the scenes
1: because I'm like, is this just straight committal? Because if so, that would be good on her, but...
0: And the reason for the for the question is we see two spurts of it.
1: Exactly. Yeah, if it was just one spurt, of it, okay. She was just yeah. holding in her mouth, but two spurts. Like, I, don't, I don't know if you could... I don't think she could hold that much liquid. No way. There's no way you could hold that much liquid. And they didn't, like, yeah, they didn't... Change up the angle all that much. Well, you know, it's like it, 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 they do like a cut back and forth. It's like, okay, you could have loaded right. it up again. But... Right. Yeah, now, I... anyway, yeah. That, that really like perplexed me on that scene. <laughs> anyway, sorry.
0: <laughs> no, I, but you're right. I, I I agree. Um, But yeah, so uh, does this, is this enough for you to understand why she went to the Guilty Remnant?
1: Yeah. I mean, especially with other compounding things like this, yeah. this could definitely be what. Straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I accept this and I like it.
0: Yeah, me too. I, I mean, it's, it's a long time coming because I mean, it's been the season one. She was in the guilty remnant, and we've never really learned why. And I I, I mean, this I think is as good a, a reason as as we're as we're gonna get. And I think it's a pretty compelling one that she does not know what to do. She doesn't feel like she can help her patients. She doesn't feel like she can help herself. She can't stop dwelling on the departure. And so she joins the Guilty Remnant. And Patty told us way back in Cairo episode eight of season one that Lori came to them because they offered something that Kevin never could, which was a uh, purpose. Hmm. Right. So go
1: ahead. Oh, I, I like the scene. I never even expected to quite get a scene like this because I... I... I felt it was implied enough why she joined, that it wasn't necessary, but I'm very happy to see
0: it. Yeah, yeah.
1: Maybe season one, Kurt, would have wanted to see this, but... (laughs) Veteran season... Late season three, Kurt. Many more other issues now. I'm past the fact that people went away. I'm more about this flood that's coming in that song. this this not a (laughs) relevance.
0: Right. Uh, Yeah, and so did you say and then we get that song did you say
1: oh, oh like we have to get oh, that song from christopher the... sundays
0: christopher sundays yes yes i thought you were talking about the opening credit song well, which... okay speaking of that
1: yeah. uh <laughs> very interesting song choice very very good song choice for this episode and it immediately made me question okay is laurie dying this episode and if not laurie who's dying this episode like someone oh. someone better be someone's dying by suicide this episode okay and it looks like multiple characters have a chance of dying by suicide
0: so. <laughs> so in this episode multiple characters have a chance of dying by suicide
1: well at least the setup happens
0: oh okay gotcha the setup that there could be more dying by suicide or they there could be beyond what we see in this episode there could be other people do, uh, Committing
1: suicide. Well, I, I mean, like, the three people in this episode that appear to be committing suicide, or, or at least have a very have a very good opportunity of it, one day later could all be dead.
0: There are three people in this episode that appear to be committing suicide? Yeah. Possibly. Uh, okay, I'm... Um, oh, could...
1: yeah, okay, okay. I'm talking about Kevin.
0: Yeah. Lori. Nora and Lori. Oh, Nora, okay,
1: gotcha. Yeah, in terms Great. of, like, the ladder thing.
0: Yes, okay, I am not understand. Yeah. So you're, you're assuming the ladder is a suicide machine? No,
1: like- I, I don't think Kevin dying would be suicide. I I don't think he'll actually die, and I actually don't think Nora will die if she goes to the ladder device. Okay. Uh, it, it, they, they could die, right? This is, like, a, a very real possibility, and that's what the song sets up.
0: Okay, gotcha. So by the end of this episode, there are three characters that may have or are about or may be about to commit suicide or yes. yeah. One
1: day later, they could all literally be dead. knowingly die at least. Yeah, yeah, kind of just like willing, willingly
0: die. That's a better way. To yes. Write. Yeah. Okay. So, so when I first saw this episode and I heard this song, I was considering that the possibility that they might show us a suicide later in the episode, but I also thought maybe they're just that song is just a reference to what we just saw in the cold opening, the fact that Laurie attempted suicide, which is why we had a cold open to begin with. Because I think if you don't have that cold open, you just play this song, then you're looking out for suicide attempts.
1: I see what you mean. I was looking out this entire episode for suicide. Attempts. Oh, you were okay because I'm already I'm already well because whole you know, Nora wants to get in the ladder device. So that's in my head, and also, yep. Ke- I mean, they want a seesaw, Kevin. Yeah. So that's you know, we saw what happened to Australia and Kevin. Uh, it's at least going to give him another round in the hotel. So that's two people right there. And then after what happened to Lori here, I'm like, well, this is a Lori episode. Mm-hmm. I wonder if something will drive her. So they were already my top three suspects.
0: So do and- you think? Do you think that Kevin's going to let them kill him? Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Do you think he's going to the hell, hotel? No, the hell, going to the hotel, or that he's just dying?
1: I think he's gonna give a visit. Yeah, he's gonna go to the hotel.
0: What would you? Would you be down? Actually, to
1: actually, wait a second now. If 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 in the next episode it ends with Kevin's death, but this time he doesn't come back, hmm. and then we get the book of Nora. Uh-huh. I, I'm trying to wonder. The, look now, this, you know, I'm I'm not so quite sure. On the whole Kevin living angle.
0: And there's only two episodes left.
1: I'm pretty sure he's... Exactly. That's what gets me. Like this is season two. I'm like, yeah, of course he lives. That's how I felt yeah. about the other like you know cliffhanger ending. This one, I'm I'm up... It, it, I'd give it like a 70% chance he lives, but 30% chance he dies. Nora, I'm very confident Nora lives. Cause this book of Nora, and I saw that flash forward. Nora... Pff, Like 99, like 90% chance, whatever happens to her, she'll still be alive, whether she goes to the ladder or not.
0: Okay, I want you to plant some flags here.
1: I'll plant flags, yeah. All
0: right, so will they kill Kevin?
1: Most likely not.
0: I I don't mean permanently, I mean, will they kill him? Oh, yes,
1: yes, that will certainly happen. All
0: right. Will Kevin go to the hotel?
1: 70% chance. Okay. Okay, actually, sixty-five percent chance. Oh, I'm okay. sorry, sorry, I, I, sorry. Take that back. I, I did it the wrong way around. Seventy-five percent chance he's in the hotel. Seventy percent chance he gets back out. There's a five percent chance he gets to the hotel, and perhaps oh, drinks some water.
0: So they kill Kevin. What percent chance is that?
1: Uh, like a hundred. They're gonna kill Kevin. All right. Well, not, now I'm questioning if they're gonna kill Kevin for asking me that. Ah, whatever.
0: I'm okay. I'm gonna fly. Uh, Kevin goes to the hotel. What's that chance? Seventy-five percent. Seventy-five percent. Kevin returns from the hotel. Seventy percent. Oh,
1: a dangerous place in the hotel.
0: Okay. Um. So. Uh, okay, I think that was all the ones that I asked you, right?
1: Yeah, those was what you asked me. All right.
0: Does Nora go through? Yes. What percent chance are you given that?
1: 95.
0: Chance, 95% chance Nora goes through. Yeah. Okay. And does Nora. Uh, I, I don't know how to ask this question.
1: 100% she does not die.
0: There you go. Okay. All right. Nora does not die. Is Lori, is Lori dead?
1: She's really happy, so I'm gonna go with. I mean, it' very hard. And to be honest, I wonder if they're gonna leave it up as a question mark, like we actually never get closure on Lori. I okay. See. Well, here you can choose not to answer, but can I ask, will they give us closure on Lori?
0: You'll know for sure, one way or another, on Lori. Okay, so they will closure.
1: Um. I I think she, I'll I'll be I'll be I'll be on the side of hope she'll live.
0: Okay, what percent chance are you given giving that? Fifty-one. So forty-nine percent chance that she's dead because that's what the way I asked the question. Yeah. Okay, forty-nine percent. For, wow, that is <laughs> you're really hedging. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not super confident on that. Actually, you know, you, you you can bump that up to like a like a sixty. She was
0: pretty smiley. So, 60% chance that she's dead or living?
1: A, li- a living, living,
0: living. Okay, so 40% chance that she's dead. Remember the way I asked the question. <laughs> so, no, Lori's I'm sorry. Low, we'll, for, we'll... Lori's dead, 40% chance. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, uh, does, uh, is, does Matt die before the end of the series?
1: No, nah, that's ridiculous.
0: Okay. Uh, and that... <laughs> I'm
1: sorry, he does have cancer. There's a lot of... No, though, Matt does not die. Oh, wait. Okay. Wait, now Mr. Sal, you've got me worried now. They're like setting up everyone's deaths here. Is everyone's gonna die? It's gonna be like a mass cult suicide in like the final huh? Whatever, I've already I've already planted my flags here, I'll keep it going.
0: Alright, is Matt gonna be dead before the end of the series? No. Okay, what's what percent chance he 100. So zero percent chance that Matt dies before. Right,
1: ninety nine if you want to entertain yourself. No, I don't I don't care. My boy my boy Matt. Nothing gonna stop him.
0: So At least not for the rest of the, so you, the you are sticking with zero. Then. Zero. Okay. Chance he does. What about senior?
1: Ah, kind of old. Done some things, and karma's gonna get him back a bit. Ah, I give him like a seventy-five percent chance of living.
0: Okay, so twenty-five percent chance that he's dead. Yeah. Okay. Um. Have to see if I think of any other questions to ask, but not
1: right now okay i had to oh well i'm worried though what this could be a big cult like dying john and mike will be okay i have a question hmm
0: here's here's one is now never mind because i don't i don't know I don't. I don't want to say that without giving spoilers because I'm not sure what you have gleaned out of this episode. We gotta start. Uh, we gotta get back to the episode now.
1: We do. Okay? Yeah, <laughs> taking all my opinions here, but I appreciate it. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Exactly. So let's let's come back to those pigeons because now Lori's driving down like this dirt road in an old VW bus with a screwdriver for in the ignition.
1: The mystery gang.
0: Yes, the mystery machine. Yes, mystery machine. There we go. <laughs> yeah, and she's got an address written on her hand, and she's got a black eye. And I, lo- I love the way they do this because they're going to explain all of this. I did not notice the black eye. Oh, you didn't? But
1: I saw everything else. I saw she was okay. looking at her hand, and I saw that I did not notice the black eye. I didn't notice it until John pointed. It I out.
0: love the structure of this episode. Where? Oh it's
1: yeah, a- it's very good structure.
0: Yeah. Here, here's all these mysterious things about Lori. And we're gonna show you all of them, so we're just gonna jump back and forth between where she was yesterday and where she is today. I love that um but she arrives at five pigeon run road, so okay. pigeons are a big thing in the leftovers. Can you think of a couple other places where we've seen pigeons?
1: Of course, our favorite matt uh <laughs> let's see here, so he has pigeon powers he got the one, two three where's the four where's the yeah. four?
0: Three is as high as it went.
1: Yeah, so that's what I'm asking, where's the four pigeons? I don't know. No, we've seen four pigeons. If they said five pigeon road, there's gotta be four pigeons somewhere.
0: Uh I'm not sure about that, actually. I don't I don't think there is.
1: Okay. Well then this must be really important. Match to get his bought over here.
0: I'm not sure the five matters all that much unless you consider that you have Michael, John, Sr. Grace, and Junior. So, five people there. Also, Grace had five children.
1: Eh, I mean, I'm trying to to think on terms of them. I should have counted Nora had a lot of pigeons in that flash forward. I'm deeming that the flash forward by the way. Sarah. Sarah, sorry. Either way, it's a flash forward just in terms of it's in their reality or it's... Oh, okay. So, here's
0: another question for you. Is Sarah Nora?
1: I... Well, be-
0: yeah. Okay, so what percentage are you putting on that? Eighty. Okay, eighty percent chance that Sarah is Nora. Okay. It
1: was a hundred. Then you asked the question. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. That's very real. Like, that's a uncertainty principle or whatever.
0: Okay. All right. So, Kevin Senior meets her outside of grace's house here he's got a bag full of shoes turns out matt is not coming but he has sent the burnt book that he retrieved from the hotel room uh and he says apologize to senior i'm so tell him i'm sorry i didn't put him in my effing book which he we're gonna hear him actually say that later which is awesome
1: yeah
0: but and Lori is interested in where Kevin is, and turns out he is off having a think, as Senior says, because they asked him to die again,
1: as one does. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, And and I think it's—I think they do a nice job of reminding us that these two have a history. That this was her father-in-law.
1: Yeah, she keeps calling him Pop.
0: Yep, I like that. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, Uh, and Lori rather than trying to talk him out of it, just says, whatever's going on here, I want to be a part of it. So, I, I mean, I think it's pretty clear that the way she's talking, she's trying to earn not maybe not earn his trust, but keep him from mistrusting her.
1: Yeah, she wants to be in his good graces.
0: Right, because she, she wants to like, she, she's almost treating him like a patient here by saying you know by kind of playing into what he is playing along with what he's saying so that she can have an opportunity to talk to kevin by herself eventually mm-hmm. so do you think that she had that in her head from minute one here
1: I well i i didn't think uh, from minute i thought from minute one her plan was to get kevin out of there or at least okay. try to convince him so that, that i i didn't think she would want i mean i guess that would mean maybe talking to him one-on-one or mm-hmm. arguing in front of the group, but I thought her plan, regardless of what she was saying, was to um persuade Kevin.
0: Okay, so did you think that she was uh, trying to, did you think she was just patronizing Senior? Or did you think that, because her husband is here too, did you think that maybe uh, she wanted to make sure that whatever happened, she was with her husband?
1: Well, I think, can't both of those be true? Sure. Yeah. Both of them. Okay. she wanted to see John in. She wanted to, she just, she was just, uh, entertaining senior's thoughts.
0: Okay. All right. Anything else you want to say about this before the first flashback? Nah, no. Okay. So Lori, uh, in the first flashback is spying on the machine doctors, Dr. Becker and Dr. Uh, Eden. Eden. I think you're right. Aiden and Becker. Uh, and and it turns out they are a couple. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't think that really informs anything, but they are. Um, do you uh, do you think that they believe what they're selling? I,
1: I, I have no clue.
0: Okay. I I mean. So so in other words, do you think they're just charlatans, or do you think that they are legitimately selling something that they believe? The, the, I, I think
1: they believe in what they sell in,
0: right? Okay, that's yeah, not- I, th-
1: I think they believe it, yeah, okay. based on when we saw them before,
0: right? All right, so they they're not just con artists here. They are just they they believe what they're selling, uh. And here here is
1: my biggest um gripe with it. This seems to really be their home, and maybe they live here normally and they travel around the world, but um. Our good friend, uh Marklin Baker, mm-hmm. told us that they're always moving. Right. Like, the, the ladder people that uh, do this work. So, I don't know if he was lying, or if, like, they do move around. Or, like, so So that, that is a bit, that, that, that makes me hesitate on how true this is. But this could also still be, you know, they're just lying about moving around. i i I, I do think i do think they believe in what they're doing
0: though i will i will say that okay so i think there the the way i've always kind of rationalized that because I, i i agree with you the way i've always rationalized it is either um they move around yes but they don't move around like week to week they move around like maybe month to month or something like that so they do kind of get comfortable for a while when they're in a place and so maybe they're you know, renting a house instead of staying in a hotel because it's more cost effective or whatever. Um, another way that you could think of it is it makes sense of it is maybe they tell their clients that they're mobile, but maybe they're not actually. Yeah. So anyway, so I've never gotten too hung up on it because I always could kind of latch onto those two things, but. Yeah,
1: anyway. you know, I don't, I don't mind much either.
0: Yeah. So, Laurie meets up with Matt and Nora in the Volkswagen bus. It turns out to be Nora's bus. She's she's driving, and they basically she's she was spying on them for Nora, who now we've got Nora and Matt together, which is something that I didn't expect to see in this episode. Uh, and she she wants to know what now, and Nora says, "Well, now we wait." So anything else you want to say about this
1: no no nothing nothing yet. i was interested in, intrigued in seeing matt here to help him out right yeah yeah
0: yeah all right so back at the ranch senior tells Lori everything everything including the pain pills he tells her that he was you know stranded in the desert he he woke up uh in grace's house with a Catheter and a tube in his arm. Uh, he was in a lot of pain, so he took the the pain pills. Uh, the dog's pain pills. I always forget the dog's name. What is the dog's name? Do you remember? Irrelevant.
1: No, oh, yeah, I forgot the dog's name.
0: I can't remember. Anyway. I had it before for yeah. the episode, but yep. So uh, he t- tells her about that. He even tells. I think he doesn't even tell her about uh, drowning, about. Uh, Yeah.
1: Yeah. They talk about yeah because she knows about the body. Yeah. In fact, he even shows her the body. I think.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I don't think he shows it to her right here, but he does. Yeah. Yeah. So he tell even tells Lori that they want to drown Kevin so he can get Christopher Sunday's song and bring it back to stop the flood. And he also, they're also going to have him talk to Evie. Now. Do you think because you've already said that there's a seventy five percent chance that Kevin goes to the hotel? Yes. Do you think he talks to Evie? Sure. All right. What what percentage you put on that?
1: So compounding. Uh, so yeah. assuming, so with the assumption that he's in the hotel. Okay. Uh, I think it's a hundred percent chance if he goes to the hotel, he sees Evie. Okay. And I'll give it like a. 85% chance he talks. Yeah, 85% chance he talks to Evie, assuming he makes it to the hotel.
0: So, which is it, 185? Well, 8, 85
1: Well, 85 Then chance he talks to Evie.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. So with, with, the, with the given,
1: with the given that he's in the hotel. To,
0: so, if he goes to the hotel, it's 100% chance that he talks to her.
1: No, 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 no. I'm saying if he goes to the hotel, it's 85% chance he talks to her.
0: Oh, okay. That's the yeah, that's what I mean. Gotcha. All right. All right. Do you think he comes back with Christopher or do you think he gets Christopher Sunday's song? Oh yeah. Okay.
1: If he was the hotel, seventy five percent chance. I mean I said hundred percent chance, sorry, that he uh he scoops he he scoops up that song.
0: hundred percent if he goes to the hotel.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Whether he comes back with this another story, he's getting that song.
0: Oh, what do you, what do you think the odds are that he comes back with song?
1: Uh, the same the same odds he comes back, so just like that five percent chance, oh, you know that's gotcha. yeah,
0: yeah. You said there's a seventy percent chance that he returns from the hotel, so you're saying there's a seventy percent chance he comes back with the song. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so basically, if he comes back, he's,
1: he's got, got a song.
0: song. He's okay. got the song.
1: Yeah, and now okay. I'm getting worried because like I'm really starting to I I'm so, I, Senior has sold me down the river and I'm 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 full on the bandwagon that he needs this song
0: to stop this flood. And, oh uh, so I want this. what are, what are the chances of a biblical flood happening?
1: Hundred percent if senior does not sing this song. Okay. Oh wait, not really. Wait. Uh I, no, there will be no biblical flood.
0: You went from 100% to a 0%? Yeah,
1: that was a joke. There will be no biblical <laughs> flood.
0: Okay.
1: There's no biblical flood, and also, if Kevin comes back, if he comes back, mm-hmm. he will know where uh, Gracie's kid's shoes are. Okay. That I'm also 100% sure of.
0: Okay. All right, this is a lot.
1: That's a lot, yeah. You're you're really making me plant some flag posts, Mister Sal. Okay. I basically know the ending now. Thanks.
0: <laughs> okay, so this is a this is like a Nate Silver model talk here. Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Except there's there's no like mathematical reasoning nope. behind it. It's just, I total, am the machine. Total gut. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all, right. all right uh so they're uh they we know what the plan is they want them to go get christopher sunday's song talk to evie laurie promises not to get in their way and then there's a police officer at the door
1: yeah looking for grace yeah <laughs> and, she, 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 gonna... and she had a very smiling grin he. she did laurie yeah she seemed to be smiling
0: Oh, uh, and as if it to maybe the cop. she called the police.
1: I wondered if she called the police. I I, I questioned it. Interesting. But I also chalked it up to a, you know, maybe a one of a Grace's like ladies spoke, or you know, like oh they had seen mm-hmm. those lady on horses over there, and you know, yeah, I, I I don't know if Lori quite called the police. I I, I could see that happening. Uh, without Lori calling the police, but, yeah. He seemed happy either way, so maybe she did, maybe she didn't.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Maybe Mike called the police, you know? Michael.
0: Well, Mike Mike seems to be the most out on this plan. Yeah. You it's know, surprising,
1: I- because he's the one person alive there that has kind of witnessed Kevin's um, revival.
0: You wouldn't consider that John's witnessed it?
1: How... Oh, you're right, you're right. John John did witness a form of it. You're right, you're right. Uh, but Mike, Mike witnessed, I feel like, an even more extreme version of it. Oh, I totally agree. It buried him in ground and everything. That being said, though, this makes me wonder, like, if he's questioning this so much, is it because he thinks Kevin has to be a miracle, or is it maybe, like, maybe we didn't get the full story? It's, okay, I would be kind of... I don't know how I'd feel about this. If... In t- season two, John had given Kevin the antidote and had also done all this other stuff to like make sure he'd live or some crap. But I don't know. Yeah, I think I think uh, I'm I I would like to know. Uh, I, I'm guessing we will Mike's reasonings for being more hesitant on this plan compared to the others.
0: Gotcha. So, the working theory has been that Kevin can't die in miracle. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. He's not in Miracle right now, but you're still putting uh the odds at seventy percent that he returns from the hotel.
1: Yeah, because you know, they don't really uh how do how do they how do they know it only works in Miracle? If Mary's still walking around in uh Mapleton or wherever she moved back to with uh Noah, maybe a maybe it it has permanent powers miracle, or maybe Kevin was always immortal. You know? That's a good point. Miracle just he just so happened to be in Miracle.
0: That's a good point. All right, so we flash back again and Lori is watching the testimonials that Nora watched in the in the hotel when she first met Marklyn Baker. The testimonials about the ladder device, right? Uh, but Nora tells her they don't need her anymore and she can go. Mm-hmm. But Lori calls the machine a suicide machine okay which is essentially what nora said to marklin baker you know she said that they weren't sending people wherever they went they were incinerating them so she was essentially saying the same thing now Lori's saying it and nora disagrees
1: yeah
0: nora says if i were going to kill myself i would do something more what did she say e- elegant yeah,
1: That's not, so yeah elegant. something about it being better
0: yeah, she'd go scuba diving. She said because when you go scuba diving, there are lots of ways to die, uh, and it's it's more elegant because no one would know it was a suicide. And mistakes happen all the time; accidents happen when you're scuba diving, and and they can't be avoided. And Lori, Lori tells her that she knows all about this because she's a certified scuba, scuba diver.
1: Red flag, Ding, ding, ding.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: I heard a certified. I'm like, oh, Lori, Lori's uh, gonna go scuba diving. <laughs> Lori. So my my thought here is Lori is either going to commit suicide or get very close to committing suicide. Uh, I didn't know if it was gonna be through scuba diving, but I felt like this exchange alone was enough of a nod that even if it wasn't through scuba diving, uh, yeah, I basically I felt that Lori was gonna have a suicide attempt. Okay. At some point, yeah. Gotcha. or at least on the brink of one so.
0: yeah. alright now Nora describes what Matt is doing as a suicide, as suicide but an inelegant suicide <laughs> because he knows that he has cancer he doesn't tell anybody and he doesn't get any treatments he just waits for divine intervention so would you call this a suicide
1: well, first of all I want to talk about how God did let him down there on the ship, oh yeah, mm-hmm. not cured, All right.
0: Good All thing right.
1: Matt, did I put his uh, trust in him for too long.
0: Yes, so so we did talk about this last time. That ending of that episode, what does it mean for Matt's faith? Does it mean that he uh, doesn't believe anymore? Does it mean that he is uh, he's had a change of heart because he has seen what uh, the a road that he may be sending Kevin down, or does he? Um, does he uh, still believe, uh, but but feel guilt for putting his for misplacing his faith in that episode? So where do you come down on that now, having seen this episode?
1: I think he realizes that he had put his misplaced his faith, and now he's yeah. uh, rethinking everything yeah. as a whole. Yeah. Do you,
0: do you think he's lost his faith?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I wouldn't say he lost his faith. Yeah, I don't
0: think so either. I, I, I'm, I don't know that we're necessarily going to get any more, satisf- more confirmation or denial of whether or not he lost his faith than we do here, but I, I, I feel like he still is a man of faith. He still believes everything that he believed before in terms of, well, in terms of his religion, in terms of his God. Okay? I, but I think that he has kind of recognized that he has been misplacing his faith in God. Uh, in david burton in kevin and he and he has kind of reshifted his focus of his faith does that make sense to you
1: yeah yeah that makes that makes good sense
0: all right good I'm glad i make sense <laughs> anyway uh lori uh agrees that, Well, actually i don't think you ever answered the question do you think this is a suicide Dang it. what matt's doing uh no okay
1: but i don't think matt wants to die Okay. I think I think part of the suicide is you you have to want to die in that moment.
0: Yeah, I I would agree. I don't think this is suicide either. And I think Lori also agrees. She says Matt's not suicidal because she knows suicidal when she sees it. Yeah. Got
1: the she's got the special radar. The psychic yeah. powers.
0: Yeah, that's what Nora says, right? <laughs> yeah, but she's asking, but she says it in jest because of what Lori and John do, right? Yeah, because they, they pretend that they are psychics. And because they pretend that they're psychics, uh, Laura, uh, Nora calls this Lori's psychic power. Um, and Laura's, Lori says, but they, they don't do departures. Um, or, so we've, we wondered that a few episodes ago. They said they don't do departures. And we wondered why. And Lori explains that here. She said that they did do departures. But, uh, oh, <laughs> before before she tells us, Nora says that well you did, and she rubs in the Memorial Day stunt here.
1: Yeah, she does. Yeah, yes. Yeah, the I forgot what it was called. They called it the Remembrance Day. <laughs> but yeah, okay. Yeah,
0: goes. yeah. So, but they don't do departures because it doesn't work. She says they stopped after the third time John got attacked after telling them that. Uh, 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 any information about someone who departed so they stopped doing it she says death is easy people just want finality an end to their grief with departures there's no end they didn't want closure and nora says well i want closure now is she lying here does she want closure
1: i don't think she wants closure
0: what do you think she wants then
1: i think she she wants to like see her kids and stuff like She wants to be with them or have them
0: back. Right. So if she so if she could have confirmation that her kids are like incinerated, they're just gone. They're they're they do not exist anymore and they're never coming back. She had like a hundred percent confirmation of that. If she was offered that or the opportunity to get in this machine and go where they went, what do you think she would take?
1: I need you to go in the machine, yeah. Okay.
0: I. So she doesn't. So then you you're right. She doesn't want closure. She wants any possibility of going of seeing her kids again. Yes. even if it means her own death. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I I I think that's. I, I kind of come down in that camp too. That seems to be where she's at. I and this is
1: also where I was expecting the the black eye coming in because at this point John had explained uh the black eye. So I I was aware of it and I was like, Oh this is where black eye is happening. Either no. I'm sorry. I don't I don't think this is the very next scene is where they explain the black eye, but this is where I think it's from this. It's not quite from this altercation. But it's close.
0: Yeah, we're getting there. Yeah. We're getting there. So back at the ranch, Grayson Senior. Uh, are walking the cop around the land. Uh, and the 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 boat crew we find out went to the hotel and found Nora. When I say the boat crew, I'm talking about lori John, Michael, and Matt. Yeah. Okay. So we find out that they went to the hotel. They found Nora. John and Michael then went to the airport to try to find Kevin, but lori and Matt stayed behind with Nora.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Okay. When John and Michael got to the airport, he wasn't there. So John tried to call him, and he answered, and he told them to come to Grace's house. John didn't tell Lori because she doesn't believe this. So this is a conversation that that John and Lori are having together, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, and and this kind of sets them them off. They they're at odds with each other now.
1: I I, I was hoping for old old John was coming out a bit.
0: There, yeah, there there was a glimpse of it here. There was a glimpse. I, there there was
1: fire in the eyes. No, yeah, I, I was ho- I was unleash yourself. Come on,
0: you're,
1: you're captured. <laughs> yeah, captured, old John. But he c- yeah. he couldn't make it quite out. I'm ho- I'm hopeful. There's still two more episodes that we have a full unleash of John's power and wrath. Maybe yeah. he's just the shave. Maybe that beard is what keeps him calm. Like it it, it keeps in the anger.
0: I think it's the Eevee glasses.
1: It might be a combination. I think he's I think he's got to take off the glasses and shave his beard, get back the old John look, and boom, he'll be meaner <laughs> than ever ready to go
0: yeah but so he came here unbeknownst to Lori. like he did not tell her where they were and he he wants to know how she found him and where she got the black eye. and she tells him she got it from nora
1: mm-hmm.
0: and their their argument gets interrupted here because as as they look outside they see kevin senior Knock out the cop with a shovel and call for help for some I, help.
1: I love the doubling down there, and I love the, I love the way they showed just them arguing, where you like clearly see them. And hear the thunk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is, this is, doesn't he call out a little help here?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You use a hand. <laughs>
0: oh man! All right, back to the flashback here. Nora, Nora says her her uterus hurts. Because she had that intrauterine device removed, remember, in yeah. uh, Don't Be Ridiculous. They told her if she was going to go through, she'd have to have her mm. IUD Okay. You say that like you know something.
1: I mean, I think this is... If, if at this point someone is not convinced that Noah wants to go through, <laughs> right? Like, this is this is the most smoking gun of smoking guns you've ever seen.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: So she, she very clearly wants to go through she's not trying to catch them and i mean I, I i think most people can read into it that she wants to go through it appears kevin has already read into this she wants to go through but yeah. um, if, if they're if the viewer was still not persuaded i feel like this is the the biggest persuasion yet of well then why should move her iud
0: right whatever you think she could still be talked out of it
1: you might, be, you might be able to talk her out of it. I won't deny that, but it'll be very who, hard. Who, is, who would be capable
0: of talking her out of it? Kevin. Okay. Possibly. You don't think that relationship is broken beyond repair? Oh,
1: wait. Yeah, and no, I forgot what happened in that hotel. Never mind. That's gone. Oh, well, maybe if they made backup. Eh. Possibly Jill. Okay. She's an outside force. Ah. Eh. Erica, they seem to be friends, but I don't like quite know how good of friends they are. I, I, very hard to talk out of it if at all. I'd give that. I'd give that. I don't think you could easily talk out of it. Matt might be able to do it. Might be able to appeal. I
0: think he's interested in talking. He doesn't seem
1: interested in it, but if if he tried to, maybe could. Even though Nora's usually at odds with Matt when he tries to uh, Mm -hmm. swear, I feel like in this instance Matt could muster up something. Okay. From that family, uh know how. Yeah? Maybe. But I, but I I don't I don't think she's going to be convinced otherwise. Or if she if someone tries to, it won't be successful.
0: So you said that when she mentions that she had the IUD removed, that's like proof positive that she wants to go through. Yes. Right? Yeah. So and I agree. Uh one of the things that's also proof positive of was I was really stuck on at this point. We didn't really talk about it much. Uh, because I didn't want to deliberately mislead you, <laughs> but we didn't talk about it much during. Uh, don't be ridiculous. I was convinced that Nora was pregnant.
1: Oh okay. No, I was. No, I've never really. I. I don't. I no.
0: I was a hundred percent convinced, and, I'll, and I'm going to tell you all the reasons why I was convinced, and then it all got shot to hell when she said this. <laughs> so, uh, back in. Don't be ridiculous. Uh, she was trying to check in at the airport and at, at the kiosk and it wouldn't let her answer no to are you traveling with an infant uh the the kiosk wouldn't okay uh then later on in uh it wasn't just don't be ridiculous but uh, a lot of it happened in gday melbourne too so in gday melbourne um they she's back in the airport and she and Kevin have sex on a baby changing station and they prominently display the sign for baby changing station.
1: Okay, right there. Um, there are a lot of baby signs. I remember now.
0: Yep. Uh, the doctor with the, uh, who does the physical examination before she is gets her uh, oral examination to, to go through the machine uh, says that they have to draw blood to do a pregnancy test. And oh, yeah and they bring up specifically the iud uh and so i was completely convinced oh my gosh she's pregnant oh also and don't be ridiculous kevin suggested that they have a baby she laughed it off so i felt like all the signs were pointing toward oh my god Nora's pregnant i was wrong she had this idea well
1: well, now that you point that a lot that seems like bait
0: it it was bait (laughs) (laughs) It was lion
1: sinker Mr. Sal well, I Reeling think
0: that, you in I think that what it was meant to show is not that she is pregnant but that she has um, her kids on on the on the brain not not just her kids who departed but also Lily like she she is fixated on them to the point where she can't have a healthy relationship with Kevin uh, because of it mm-hmm. okay. Anyway, I was wrong, she had the IUD removed, she tries to light up a cigarette, lighter's not working, and so Lori offers her the lighter that she received from Jill, the don't forget me lighter. Um, And Nora tries to keep the lighter because Lori says that she quit, and this is where Lori gets the black eye, they scuffle a bit, Lori gets elbowed in the eye.
1: but it doesn't, the scuffle doesn't
0: last long. Eventually, Nora gives the lighter back. And it doesn't last long because the doctors are on the move. They're, they jerk, Nora. The, this, was, this was very jerky.
1: Jerk, Nora. This, 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 down the totem pole she goes. And that's about all she does. So we really deserve going down the totem pole. Maybe a bit of a jerk. That wouldn't really have really affected the totem scale, but for the reason. Just this, this, this in general. I don't know. I feel like this is kind of a needed, to be honest.
0: No, I, I agree. I think probably it's worth remembering that Laurie was one of the guilty remnant members that would troll Nora. And
1: fair that, enough, Nora has some resentment for her.
0: Yeah, and she brought it up earlier with the memorial day stunt. Like it's, it's. I think it's still there. I think she's she's made some headway in having a healthy relationship with Laurie, but uh, there's also this resentment that's deep down and. Uh, she kind of digs into it when she holds on to that lighter. Understandable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, back at Grace's place, uh, Senior's going to take... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. This is probably an awful, awful thing to say. It's probably incredibly offensive, but I definitely got a kick out of when he said. He's going to take Officer Koala Fart far enough <laughs> from Civilization. To, give, to uh, give them time.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> gotta do what you got to do.
0: I know, but Officer Koala Fart.
1: <laughs> Farts like a koala.
0: <laughs> that, was, uh, that was some funny stuff in my book. Anyway, uh, he believes that if their plan doesn't work, then th- they're all going to drown anyhow, so there was no point in not doubling down. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Which if you're Lori and think this is all a sham, like, this is very worrying right now.
0: To Lori? Yeah.
1: I was like, oh, what's Lori gonna do? Is Lori gonna, like, start calling police? She's, she's seeing them double down, right? Like, yeah, they already
0: killed one police officer and knocked out another one.
1: And possibly might leave him for dead.
0: Like, right. Yeah, they're willing to leave him for dead. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, Grace said she'd turn herself in, but she said that, like, the senior, like, oh, I'll turn myself in the very next day. But now, now she's kind of like, you know, well... I need a bit of a deadline or uh, extension here because things are going on, you know, maybe after, if this falls through, like, Oh, Kevin dies and the, you know, nothing uh, happened. Well, Mm -hmm. my, uh, my sister's birthday is coming up in a few months. I've got to get ready for that. But then after that, I'll report, you know, I'll I'll turn myself in, but (laughs) deadlines are deadlines and I've got to to get things done, you know?
0: But I mean, but this is pretty dangerous. Who knows what senior can do? He's, he's so convinced that he's right that he's willing to do anything, including knock out cops and leave them for dead. Because he knows that if he doesn't do that, if he doesn't succeed, they're all going to be dead anyway.
1: Mm-hmm. So I hope, I hope for the sake of uh, people that he succeeds. And then as he puts it, he's, he thinks it's worth it. And he's like happy. Once he does, it's like rot away in a jail cell or whatever yeah so, the way he says it
0: is he says if it works he will be honored to spend the rest of his days locked away from the world he just saved
1: yeah <laughs> there you go <laughs> This seniors like grandiose uh god complex kind
0: of it sure is either. like uh, that's a, that's, but, a big, yeah. that's a big statement yeah so
1: um so hopefully he feels like he succeeds regardless right. of how things go down
0: right right the, uh, the next scene is between Laurie and John. This is, this is a really nice scene. I really enjoyed this scene. But he, he never told her that he thought that Evie might still be alive, it turns out. So mm-hmm. even though Kevin kn- knew and Matt knew and Michael knew, they all knew that he was holding out hope that Evie was still alive. He never told his wife, Lori. Yeah, and like, I kind
1: of assumed that Lori had known. Right. He, he never told her directly. She might have had her suspicions and didn't bring up that Evie thing to John, either from fear of it or just in general, you know, doesn't want to open up old wounds for no reason. Right. So. Right, I guess
0: so. Yeah. But she she it turns out was his therapist before they got married.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Right. So she and she says that she thought she was helping him. And she said she should have taken the hint that she wasn't helping him when he shredded the money, and he says, "I shredded the money because what we were doing wasn't real." Now we've we've heard him say that. This is old John, yeah. right? The shredding of the money is old John. It's it's him, kind of not. It's not old. It's not him being old John. It's him uh, appeasing old John. They're
1: paying homage to old John. Yes. Old John he'd come back out and kick your knee if you were making profit from this.
0: Exactly. So. Exactly. So th- that is some explanation as to why he shreds the money. Um, Cause we did wonder about that when we first saw him do that. But so, so that's something now I want to call your attention to just this idea uh, that Lori says, I thought I was helping you. Okay. I, I thought I was helping you because you can look back to Sam's mother, and say she thought she was helping her. Recognized she couldn't, and then turned, and then almost committed suicide, and then turned to the guilty remnant. Right? Uh-huh. You can look back to uh, her pulling people out of the guilty remnant and trying to re assimilate them into their families, uh, and and her thinking, "I thought I was helping them," and. Yet Susan still killed herself and her family. Right? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You can think of the Tommy holy hugs, and you can hear her saying, I thought I was helping them, and Tommy turns on her. So it seems as though I don't know, I don't want to say that this is a an indictment of her ability as a therapist, but you can see how this would wear somebody down if your entire purpose in life is trying to help people and you keep failing yeah right um she even says at one point way back in off-ramp episode three of season two she says to tommy uh they just won't get out of the way why won't they get out of the way right so this is another example of she she's trying to help people and she just can't and she thought she was helping john and it turns out maybe not Uh but john tells her that he asked kevin to tell evie that that she was loved not to uh, laurie assumes Mm -hmm. he wants to know why she did it john says nope that's not what i want to know i just want her to know that she was loved yeah
1: rather than ask evie a question she just Mm -hmm. wants he wants kevin to tell evie a statement
0: yeah it's very unique very and 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 very very new john of john um, yeah so it's so noble and so selfless too noble and
1: too selfless if you ask me (laughs) i'd I'd watch out something fishies afoot okay
0: (laughs) we'll 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 keep an eye out then
1: two percent chance something fishies afoot
0: okay so that remember that the arc the giant arc in Mm -hmm. grace yard the the big boat they
1: explained that away what's that explained that
0: yes they did you know (laughs) <laughs> they, it's It was being built as a memorial for one of Grace's kids, but Senior believes it's part of the flood story. So John has to believe that part of the story. Otherwise, he has to be, stop believing his own story. So he believes that Kevin go, can go to this other place and tell Evie, and give Evie a message for him. But in order for him to believe that, he has to believe all of this, which is, you know, that there's this flood coming and senior needs Kevin to go to this other place and get Christopher Sunday's song. Mm -hmm. So this is, and this is honestly, um, this is a big point of contention for a lot of people in religion. This idea that if you believe, if you want to believe this part of it, you got to believe all of it.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, um, I, you know, a lot of people struggle with this. People struggle with, you know, I believe this part, but I don't believe this part. So does this mean that I don't believe this religion or does it mean that I'm selective about it? And then from the other side of it, you have f- figures within the religious community saying, you know, you believe you believe all of it. It's a it's a package deal. Mm-hmm. You can't bifurcate it.
1: Yeah, you cannot sell as individual.
0: Right. So so this is a struggle that lots of people have. So John is is. Is choosing to believe all of it so that he can hold on to his own hope here, um, but he does say to Lori, "I'll go home right now." Like you know, the, if you say the word, I will leave with you, and we can we'll go live our lives. We'll go home. But she tells him that she has to, that he has to see it through, which is an interesting choice here. I th- uh, I, I sided with Lori
1: here because I think even if they go home, John's still going to believe it. Yeah. And maybe she wants John to, like, kind of snap out of it, so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she's right when she says he's, he's this close. Might as well see it through.
0: Yeah, it's a great point. Like, you can, you can take him away from this situation, but that doesn't mean that you take away his feelings. Yeah. So yeah. So she, I think she's recognized there's nothing she can do for him at home. He needs to do this in order to find peace. Otherwise, he'll never have peace. So, yeah, and and by the way, you know, if if Kevin can, if Kevin goes to the other place and sees Evie there, then isn't that confirmation for John that she is gone, and then he can grieve and move on and get closure? Yeah. yeah. So, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so I think Laurie has recognized all of this. So, all right, anything else I want to say about this? I love this scene.
1: Is this the one you need to rewatch?
0: No, this is not the one. Actually. Okay. i I'm Great sh- scene, though. Yeah, I bet you can you'll be able to figure out the one that I have to rewatch. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> anyway, uh back to the flashbacks. Um Nora tells they're, they're still in the van and they're starting to follow the uh the doctors and Nora tells them the story of the French nuclear submarine and the guy who was trying to blow up the egg in the volcano, which I already told you all that last week. You did, but glad right.
1: to see they pay homage to it. Again. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And talk about
0: it. Yeah. Matt but, thinks it's ridiculous. Right. Well, because Nora says that he got the idea from revelations, which is a book in the Bible. Uh-huh. And it, I mean, revelations is basically like, uh, uh, an illustration of some sort of of the end times of the end of the world okay Okay. and uh matt says that's ridiculous revelations isn't supposed to be taken literally and so this is one of the reasons why i think that he still has faith yeah uh,
1: this is one reason why i think he still has faith yeah because he defends he defends it
0: yeah. So I love that this line is in here because I, I don't, I don't want Matt to lose his faith completely. Like it's what makes him mad. Okay. But I, I think it's healthy that he has recognized that he was misplacing it. Mm-hmm. So, so it's refocused here and, and that's cool. That's good. Um, what does Nora say in response to that though? It's, it's ridiculous. She's, he says ridiculous revelations isn't supposed to be taken literally. Uh, she's, what does she say?
1: About oh yeah, pick and choose or something. They're like
0: yeah, ex- pick and
1: what's ridiculous. I don't know.
0: Right. And he's like, that's right. Yeah,
1: he's like exactly.
0: Yeah. But Michael calls laurie in the flashback and says that she needs to get to the to five pigeon run road uh ASAP. Mm-hmm. So it turns out that the reason she was able to track down John and Senior and Grace and Michael is that Michael called and told her that he wanted her there.
1: Very curious to why Michael called.
0: Well, I think, I think that the, the reason really is that he's, he's out on this. Like he, he's, he has recognized that the the problems with what they're doing, they're asking a man to kill himself. Um, I think that he's calling Lori because he's hoping that Lori can come talk to some sensitive of these people and pull them out of there. But that—that's my theory. What I mean? What do you think? Why? Why do you think he called Lori? Uh,
1: I mean that—that that is the only reason. Maybe he just wants Lori around. Okay, like, but uh, service sort of prophecy. But I—I I mean, I agree with you for the most part. I—I am just curious to exactly why he uh, changes. Tell him like, and, and what well, you said it could be right. It could be a different reason. Uh, um, maybe he. Almost completely believes it, but he thinks. Oh, but it has to be a miracle. Maybe it's just like a slight. So I, I'm just kind. I, I I would like to see a bit. Like I want to hear from Michael himself. His reasonings for uh, getting because even later when they have like a, uh, the the Last Supper, so to speak. Uh, Michael seems you know he, he's worried and thinking about it. So, gotcha. I I, I want to hear. From, I want to know from Michael why he's uh, backing down from this. Okay,
0: and for me, I think it's a, it's enough to like I I don't need that because I think that if you call Lori, you know Lori's the skeptic, and you know what she's going to do if she comes here. Mm-hmm. So I I think that that's that's enough information for me to know that Michael wants out, and he's hoping to get his father out as well.
1: And Michael's always kind of been a skeptic to begin with in terms of like Matt. Wait, I remember being on the plane and Matt like, "Hey, let's we'll get Kevin back, no matter what." and mm-hmm. uh Michael was, you know what if he doesn't want to come back right uh, yeah he's always he's always never been as he's never been as on hard on the train as others have been right. before and now senior and john whatever so it makes sense i just i, I just want to hear from him i'm just curious to let like his okay how, how he'd articulate his viewpoint
0: all right gotcha Alright, it's time to prepare dinner at Grace's house. So Grace and Lori are preparing this dinner, and Grace wants to know why Lori divorced Kevin. If he was and she wants to know if he was uh, a good husband. If he I'm sorry, she asks Lori if he was a good husband. Lori says he was a great husband, and so that instigates Grace to wonder, Well, why did you divorce him then? <laughs> and her response is pretty entertaining. Uh, I joined a cult, you know, it was one of just was one of those things they made you do. It is like, what it is. <laughs> but you know, she, it's it's interesting to hear her talk about the guilty remnant like it, it went from season one it's not a cult and she she was using it to help find meaning in her life and, and give her life purpose season two uh it it stopped having the whole having that value to her and it was she it was a, a focus of her anger and her wrath right
1: mm-hmm.
0: season three it is what it is I was in a cult. What's she gonna do? <laughs> so it's interesting to see her go through that those stages with Guilty Remnant self. But anyway, Grace wants to wants Kevin, it turns out, to ask her kids where they put their shoes because nobody knows where the shoes were. They they had walked for miles and they were barefoot. So where were their shoes? So but Laurie... um It's worth noting that she, while while she's preparing dinner, she looks over at what we assume is, is, we assume she's looking at this picture of Grace and her family.
1: Uh
0: But right next to that picture is the bottle of pills. (laughs) So the arthritis medication for the dog.
1: Yes. And we heard Senior talk about what that did to him before.
0: Exactly. So they, they have set this up. So we shouldn't be surprised when this happens, but they have what, senior is referring to as the last supper and he says it's not much of a last supper without their jesus and he goes through and he 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 lists the parts that they all will play he says he'll play the part of peter who was like jesus right hand man uh he points at john and says you're already john uh he says Nora, uh, now so that leaves laurie to believe that she'd be mary magdalene Okay. Uh, do you know who Mary Magdalene is? No. Okay. So Mary Magdalene is uh, the, um, well, I mean, it there's some discrepancy, but uh, most people think of her as a, a prostitute that Jesus uh, spared from stoning. Uh, she's, there's not actually any biblical evidence to that that she is the prostitute that he spared from stoning. Uh, all we know of Mary Magdalene from the, from the Bible is that she was a, a, a staunch follower of Jesus. And the, the rumor is that they had a romantic relationship. That's, that's a theory, you know, it's considered heresy by the church that Jesus would have had a romantic relationship. Uh, but there is a theory uh, among scholars, biblical scholars that suggests that they had a romantic relationship okay. all right um so and there's there's some there are some biblical scholars who suggest that she was at the last supper but she's omitted from you know paintings and from the scripture because she was a woman and they always omitted women
1: okay
0: so anyway um uh, senior corrects Lorian says, "No, no, no. You wouldn't be Mary Magdalene. That would be Nora, who's also conspicuously absent." Uh, and Michael does not want a role, right? Yeah. So, this is, I think, further evidence that Michael's done with this.
1: He's definitely, yeah, he's definitely done with it.
0: Certainly, yeah. Okay. So, and he also, senior, also criticizes Matt for not being there as well. But, Laurie. Uh, he says is going to be thomas doubting thomas uh she <laughs> and do you know who thomas is no i
1: have no clue thomas is
0: okay so in the bible uh when jesus returns from the dead he visits his his disciples and he they all just on blind faith just buy into the fact that they're here he is we're seeing him this is this is Jesus risen from the dead, except for Thomas. Thomas says, I want to put my fingers in the nail holes from your crucifixion before I believe. Okay. Fair
1: enough. Okay. So
0: he, he was not there when he appeared to them and the disciples all told him, We saw him. He was back. He's back. He said, No, nah, I don't believe that. I want I, I need to see it with my own eyes. I need to I need to put my fingers in the nail holes before I believe. Okay, so that that's where the expression doubting Thomas comes from.
1: Okay.
0: I've never heard that expression before, but how
1: how does that end? Does he get to put his fingers in the
0: yeah he does? He does 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 he believe that? Yes. And and Jesus says to him, you know, you believe because you have seen, but blessed are those who believe without seeing. Okay. So So there you go. Uh, so Lori Laurie is gonna take well, senior wants Lori to take on the role of doubting Thomas. Um, and Lori says, Nah, actually doubting is is easy it 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 costs you nothing i'm judas do do you know who judas is
1: i just know isn't judas like the traitor yes okay i don't know i just know judas is like the traitor
0: yes that's right so there's one traitor amongst jesus disciples and he's the one who turned him into the romans uh he betrayed him actually by kissing him he said that uh he said to the Romans, I'm going to go in here and the man I kiss is Jesus. And that's the one you want to arrest. And so that's what he did. But then he hung himself. He, so he was paid 20 pieces of silver, 30 pieces or 40 pieces. I don't know, some silver, um, by the Romans, uh, for betraying Jesus. And then like Michael says, he killed himself. So, uh, but this is not, not that's afterwards. First, Lori says Judas betrayed Jesus because he was sure he believed in something and he acted on it. And so she's touting him as someone who has convictions and acts on his convictions, just she, like he did.
1: Yeah, because she does not know that Judas ends up killing himself. Exactly. And so at this point, I'm like, okay. Uh Lori has drugged them. They're all gonna fall asleep. And I was she's doing her like super villain pride like victory lap of like well i'm judas the evil one who tricked yeah. you all and kind of wins in the end somewhat depends on what you mean by that <laughs> <It's> like, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> haha i am judas exactly and like you know mike's getting all and mike lets out um like, oh. he gets upset and worried because judas uh, killed himself he doesn't want Lori uh, <laughs> to compare herself to that
0: yeah, exactly. And that
1: and that also is another red flag. Oh, I'm already worried about. I'm already Lori's already on the radar now. Now, but this this got so much on my radar. I was like, is this a bait? Like, <laughs> like this is getting too much now. Like, right. I, but yeah, yeah. Definitely on the suicide radar.
0: Yep. So one by one they all pass out. Senior uh, Grace excuses herself from the table because she's gonna lay down. Uh, senior just. Face plants into the, <laughs> st- <laughs> and uh, and then John and Michael are soon to follow. I love the different way uh, everyone goes in a different way. Yes, so.
1: yes. Indeed. I wonder how this will affect their relationship, John and uh, Lori.
0: That's a great question. Well, you're assuming that Lori's still alive.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. Assuming they're still alive, I wonder what so, happens. Okay, I mean, if, well, look, In my prediction, fifty-one percent chance she survives. So. Okay. He's going with the more likely outcome. But yeah, she she survives. I wonder how this influences the relationship. I wonder if we get a hint of old John back for what she did to them.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know. Alright, so we're flashing back again, and they have found the device. Nora and Matt and Lori have found the device. And Lori wonders when Nora's going to call the Department of Sudden Departure to shut it down. So it's interesting because it seems as though Nora has told Laurie that she's trying to find them in order to bring in the DSD and shut down this machine, not in order to go through it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. But it's where it goes from here. It's very clear that that's not the case because Nora, Nora tells the story of this beach ball at a baseball game. They went to a baseball game right after their parents died. And, um, she didn't really understand the rules. She was too young to understand baseball, but she was very interested in this beach ball that was flying all over the stadium and people were whacking it and it made its way all the way across the stadium to them. And Matt whacked it. And he was so happy, but it went into an aisle and an usher picked it up and popped squeezed the air out of it. She says, um, and he just, he just ruined it for all of them. She says, and she she asks Lori, why would he want to do that job? And she's in tears as she's telling this story from when she was like seven years old. Like, what difference does it really make that this happened when you were seven? Um, she's in tears as she's telling it. But I think it's pretty clear that what's happening is she's questioning her own job and she's questioning shutting down this machine. You know, people were were deriving joy from that beach ball and the usher squeezed the, squeezed the air out of it. Why does she want to be the person who shuts this down when people are deriving uh piece from it yeah <laughs> I, yeah and and i think Lori recognizes this she's recognizing that she's talking about herself and, she, and so she she tells nora that because if he doesn't that ball is going to go out onto the field and it'll be chaos um, and i think she's trying to tell nora here that because if you don't do your job like this this the machine is going to cause chaos
1: mm-hmm.
0: Okay. But Nora's really crying, and they hug, and and Nora says, "You can have the van. I don't need it anymore." So <laughs> I, I think that we, we she's clearly made her choice here. The IUD,
1: you know, was pretty is a, a pretty good uh, giveaway, but now <laughs> we've also got the van. Yep, giving away. Most people don't, unless you're a dean giving away trucks. A lot of people don't <laughs> give away vehicles.
0: <laughs> yep so Lori's ready to leave and she asks matt if he wants to drive or if she wants him to drive and matt actually says you know what i think i'm going to stay with nora because people should be with their families and so matt has recognized as well that that this is going to be it for nora <laughs> Matt gets, sad. Very sad. It, it, oh my god nora, nora gets so emotional about this she, like her voice kind of chokes and she says okay you know it's like oh my god it's it's like the moment one of the moments where i i just kind of break down at this point and it's it's not like parental love or romantic love or anything like that but this brother sister love is really special and and we haven't seen a lot of this out of matt and Nora. so to have matt showing this level of affection for for nora and to have nora be so willing to receive it is it's really emotional mm-hmm.
1: that's it's 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 so like very. It's very depressing. It made me really sad because I, I never thought Lori I never thought. You always think Kevin's gonna be the one in this position, right? Mm-hmm. Morning, Nora, and he doesn't ever really seem to. And he even like he he expected this, right? So you know, he'll kind of go over that in a bit. So it's yeah. Kinda, it's it's very sad. And even even when Lori's walking away, and you can see like Matt holding Nora, kind of like oh. oh. Oh, heartbreaking! Like Lori's so sad.
0: I know. Oh my god. Put him. Um... yeah. Uh, but before Lori walks away, Matt gives her the book and says, "Tell Senior, I'm sorry I didn't put him in my effing book," and tell Kevin that I'm sorry I did. So, I think this is this is a really nice way to kind of tie, put a bow on on that book of Kevin's story that Matt has recognized his propensity of misplacing his faith. He's right. He, he's seen where it can lead when people uh, play God and he doesn't want any part of it anymore. And so uh, very, very peaceful reconciliation for Matt here. Yeah. So Nora really seems to not want Lori to tell anybody about this. That she, to, what she's doing, so uh, she pays her in cigarettes to become Lori's patient, and then that's when Lori says, "Congratulations, you're now officially my patient." And she, as she walks away, Nora and Matt embrace, and I, I I'm an emotional. Is that, is that
1: even? But is that even like? Why? Why even bother with this client privilege crap right now? Like, like well, she. What's it hiding?
0: I think it's just to give Nora peace of mind that she's not going to tell anybody. Okay,
1: fine.
0: Okay. No,
1: we we already know. We already know that Lori breaks her client. Well, we know that
0: Lori doesn't, or I'm sorry, Nora Nora doesn't. doesn't. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Okay.
1: Give Nora her peace of mind.
0: It'll be. Yes, exactly. So, Lori returns to the, Lori's now at the ranch, everybody else has passed out, and Kevin comes home. Riding his horse. Or I guess riding Grace's horse. And Lori tells him that she drugged the others so that they could talk alone, which, you know, honestly, she's probably right. They were not going to let this happen otherwise. (laughs) So, So, I guess I understand why she did what she did. But, She's she, Kevin thinks that she's there to talk him out of it and she says no I'm just here to say goodbye um which is surprising although you know I I was very skeptical I feel like that's exactly what she would say in order to try to talk him out of it so I, this
1: I I really I was wondering if some sort of like a esque thing was going to happen here like hmm. oh I mean, Lori might have just broken ties with their with their former um with her husband by drugging him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Kevin, all quits Nora. Yep,
0: two
1: episodes ago. I mean, just I, I, love is in the air.
0: <laughs> oh, sorry,
1: loving atmosphere.
0: Everyone. Oh, love's in the air. We've heard that in this season, actually.
1: We have when.
0: Oh, it's, that's at the end of episode one is what the nun says to Sarah. Really? Yeah. She says, we don't usually get so many of them so close together. Love is in the air.
1: Oh, whatever. I, I'm not thinking it's that too much. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> that, that By the way, I, I, I didn't mention um, that the previous scene with Matt and Nora and Lori at the at the machine, that's the scene I had to rewind and watch again
1: oh yeah i i, I don't want to re-watch that scene I'm like this is it's really scene. sad
0: right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to rewatch this the scene
0: <laughs> oh man no i i definitely did i was like that that scene is just so good it's it's one of my favorites in the series it's it's incredible but uh, anyway uh they reminisce about uh, kevin and laurie reminisce about uh, jill's lighter about mr funny the hamster and they confess all kinds of things to each other you know, the, kevin says i didn't want to get a dog and Lori tells him about the pregnancy and says she didn't tell him because she didn't want to and then she didn't have to because she joined the guilty remnant uh, and turns out neither one of them really wanted another baby anyway so they actually get through that without you know too much of without anybody attacking anybody. Yeah, as but,
1: as most people want.
0: Most people want what?
1: Not not that some for something to end and not attacking anybody.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah,
1: very reasonable <laughs> outcome. That I question if Nora likes that as her outcomes. She seems to enjoy attacking people.
0: She definitely does. <laughs> She's an attacker for sure. But uh, Kevin, uh, she asks Kevin if he's scared, and he's not. Uh, and he, he explains to her that where he went was real and that he has never felt more alive than when he goes there. Mm-hmm. And he wants Lori to stay, but she says that she can't. She kisses him goodbye. An in, in innocent kiss. Not, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Not a yeah. Not romantic.
0: Yeah, and she says that she's going to let him keep the lighter. So oh,
1: This was my favorite scene.
0: this is awesome this is my
1: favorite scene i i I, don't get me wrong love the nora one that's great this is my favorite though
0: but so going back to the the scene at the machine with nora like here's laurie trying again to help somebody and failing right Uh because laurie clearly when she says Because that usher has to pop that ball because if he doesn't, it's going to go out on the field and then there'll be chaos. She's trying to convince Nora that her job is important and that she should do it. Yeah, She's trying to help her. And again, she's failing. And here she is again with Kevin realizing, I can't help this person. This person is literally going to kill himself tomorrow or let people kill him. And there is nothing I can do to help him. Like, so it's it's just one thing after another, one person after another that Lori feels like she has failed. If Lori feels like I, you know, I'm supposed to be a helper and I can't help anybody. Yeah. Yeah. This this is this this is just like seems like the straw that breaks the camel's back. So, Kevin asks, "Is Nora gone?" And Lori says we're all gone and that is pretty good confirmation that Lori is just done
1: he's done and also Kevin knew uh, Nora wanted to use that machine oh yeah so I, I just wonder when he could tell if he wanted to know right like what's the he know the entire time like even before they went to Australia take a little bit of time I, I'm just curious to when he knew and
0: yeah
1: yeah, I, I yeah just when he figured it out because he never really tried to ever
0: stop her so. no he didn't uh, you know uh, but I think that I think the signs were there all along you know from the fact oh, yeah, definitely that she, she didn't tell him why she was going at first she didn't tell him about the cash she wanted to go alone to the place where she was gonna meet the people the the doctors to the fact that when she got back and they rejected her, you know, she was more upset than he'd seen her about pretty much yeah. anything in a long time. Oh, yeah. So mad. yeah. So you, I think you're right. I think he did know. So, but Lori cries and leaves. Um, and the next scene, the last scene, is Lori on the boat scuba diving. She gets the call from from Jill, uh, who's with Tommy, so they're both on the phone, and they ask her about this movie that they heard this television show that they used to watch they didn't remember the name but Lori does and Lori i, I amy Brennan in the scene is is incredible because she's clear like she's visibly crying she's she's clearly upset but when you if you do if you were to close your eyes and just listen to her talk you would never know and so she, she's putting on the strong front for her kids um you know it's it's a it's a loving front it's a strong front but it's a front nonetheless yeah. and she you know she has confirmation here that her kids are okay they seem you know they're laughing they're happy um she's she's trying to smile but she's she's also visibly very upset um and ultimately you know she, the, the guy says there's a storm coming if you're going to go in you got to go in now and she goes in
1: I do, I feel like to uh, wonder what that guy was thinking. That he, she's on like a simple phone call and starting to tear up. And they like, said, okay.
0: So yeah.
1: Guy, I'll see his perspective on that. But, uh, you know, maybe I might have to shift the Lori suicide thing from 51% chance she lives to 51% chance she dies.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, it, it is pretty. She does go in. You actually said there's only a forty percent chance that she's dead, so so now no, sorry,
1: I mean, I, oh yeah, I forgot. To swap it to sixty forty. Well, let's we'll swap it to sixty percent chance she dies now. I'm I'm flipping the script on that now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that you know they have they've definitely set it up to to seem like she's she's gone, like yeah. she's she's. I mean, every, every, at every turn, she's trying and trying to help people and failing and failing and failing. And we've already seen her attempt suicide once when she failed one person. And now she's failed not only one person, but all of the people who are closest to her in her life. Mm-hmm. She can't save John. She can't save Kevin. She can't save Nora. She can't save any of them. And I think it's, it's, it just seems as though it's too much for her.
1: Oh, so, that's mad sad. I know. It's a very sad episode.
0: It's a oh, it's it is probably the saddest episode of the leftovers. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess Wait that. That I mean, the first episode is probably the saddest.
1: No, and I don't care about anyone in the first episode.
0: That's a fair point. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would say, yeah, this is probably the saddest. And honestly, um, there were some people who uh did not like this episode because they they are very they were very uncomfortable with the idea of Lori committing suicide.
1: Okay, I guess that is that can be um, I mean that is that is definitely an uncomfortable subject. Yeah. Uh, my my question to you is then what is what does a TV time say on this?
0: Oh well, we better check that out, don't we? Do check. we
1: have the Lori? Better be number one, right? <laughs> like.
0: Yeah, we always. I feel like sometimes we forget, but we really should always check t- the this mm-hmm. because this is a very interesting bit of trivia.
1: For those of people that don't know, TV Time is an app Mister Sal uses to uh, write and keep track of TV shows he's watched, mm-hmm. episodes episode by episode. So yeah, what's what? So what's the what's the prognosis on a? Like what, what? What are the people saying, Mr. Sal?
0: Okay, do you want to know about the emotions, or do you want to know about the ratings, or do you want to know about the uh, characters?
1: Characters first. Characters to is the most important. I want to see what. What are I'm a, I'm a people's man, right? I wanna I wanna be a man of the people. What are the people saying?
0: Okay. Are the people being stupid? L- no, Lori is number one.
1: By how much? What's the
0: eighty-eight percent?
1: Who's number two? by what percent? A big
0: one. 88% is huge.
1: That is huge. I, I like so, that. I who's number two.
0: Number two, take a guess. Nora. Yeah. 6%.
1: Okay, that's acceptable. These yeah. are acceptable numbers. Good work, people.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yep. Um, as far as the emotions go, uh, the biggest percentage is 45% shocked. You
1: said, uh, isn't always a combination of shocked or what?
0: Shocked and excited is usually the way it goes. Yeah. O- only uh, 13% of the people said excited, which is, I think that's more excitement for what's coming in the next episode than excitement about what just happened to Laurie. Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, I hope, yeah. Yeah, so 45% shocked. The next uh, highest emotion was sad at 18%. Mm-hmm. And then the third highest emotion is confused at 17%. And then out of five stars, uh, you can give you can give a, a rating of one, two, three, four, or five stars. Seventy-seven percent gave it five stars.
1: Okay, this is a good episode. Sad episode, but a good episode. A needed an episode. Because these next two episodes are going to make you happier than ever before. Uh. they're going to balance it out.
0: <laughs> happier than ever before, huh?
1: Yeah. Michelle, if if you, what do you think is the happiest, like, what do you, think, I don't think I can name a happiest, like, day of my life or happiest, yeah, time, well, could, could you, could you name, on top of your head, happiest day of your life?
0: I mean, I have the answer, actually. For you or for me?
1: For, well, for you, first for you. Okay. I, have, I have an answer for myself, not All for
0: right. for go, go ahead and tell me the answer for me. Well, no, no,
1: no, no. I don't have... I, I, sorry, I misspoke. I have an answer just for me. I want to know your answer just for you.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, it's one of the three, and I, I'd have trouble pinpointing which one it is. But, I mean, it's either you know, the day I got married or the day my kids were born. I have two kids, so...
1: Two. okay.
0: Um, but at the same can- time, like, I feel like there have been other days because those, those emotions are so mixed with anxiety.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That, you
0: know, even though they're so happy, there's also a lot of anxiety that goes along with them. So I might not actually end up being one of those days. It's more likely just like a day when the four of us are just all together, just doing something we love doing. And, and really just enjoying being around each other. I think those are gen- the genuinely happiest days of my life. Just the, and it's because they're so, they're, there's no other emotions. It's just joy and satisfaction. That's so wholesome. Maybe. So sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. All right. How about you?
1: Any day I don't have school. So. <laughs> Best day. That's, yeah, it's Great. <laughs> Happy for you, Mr. So happy for you. Oh, every day is a great day, though. You know, every day is the best. I'm always, I've yet to peak. Every day is the best day.
0: <laughs> hey, every day you're vertical is, day. is a great day. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. you know, I I don't think
1: I I, I I can't think of a best day. I can't think of one day that really pops out compared to any other day. So like, like I've had great days, but I can't think of one that really takes icing on the cake. Yeah. I th- I'll probably agree with you someday where everything kind of went right. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, anyway, this is uh this is an awesome episode. Uh, I just adore this episode, um, and it's I think it's just so exciting. Uh, such an exciting lead into this to the penultimate episode of the series, which I think you're probably gonna love, but we'll see. Uh, the title of next episode, the penultimate episode, is "The Most Powerful Man in the World and His Identical Twin Brother."
1: Interesting.
0: <laughs> Longest title in the series.
1: This is a, okay. This, this makes me put a lot of thought now into this. This this is okay. This might be a spot. I, I I okay. I'll I'll leave it there. Where? Uh, oh, that's it. okay. I won't comment on that.
0: Yeah, you you um. Okay, I think I know what you're talking about. I think you've told me offline before. Yes,
1: yes, I, I did get spoiled. A small thing. Okay, I'm not that big. But a small thing. I'll explain it once it occurs in leftovers. Right. I did share with Mister Sal. I will, will share it the uh, the listeners once it occurs. Not, not nothing major, but maybe it is. I don't know. I mean, I uh, anyway.
0: <laughs> so before we close this out, though, uh, if we're talking about the most powerful man in the world and his identical twin brother. Do we know of any identical twins in this series?
1: Uh, Evie and other Evie.
0: Well, Evie and Michael are twins. <gasps> okay, there you go. I didn't
1: even think about that. I forgot. Yeah, Evie and Michael are twins. They are born quite far apart for being twins, but still, twins yep. nonetheless.
0: Yep. We also had a set of twins in season one.
1: Oh, yeah. No. Nah. Listen, if they bring them back for, like, the penultimate episode, like, aha, we've returned! <laughs> and we're the most powerful twins in the world! Like, us <laughs> and Amy have had our own adventure! <laughs> like, I don't... No, I, no. I, don't care. I, would, I would be so mad if they, like, just brought them back, shoehorned them in, and, like, try to quickly explain their adventure, and they started talking, like, oh, maybe... Maybe Chuck knows what we can do. Who's Chuck? Well, Chuck's our right-hand man. He's with rell It's like all this... Basically a whole whole two and a half seasons that we've missed.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't think you need to worry about that. So So. you can set your mind at ease there. but, um, But we also did get mention of another twin in the previous episode. And it's a Matt, 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 Matt world. We didn't see a twin, but we...
1: I mean, no, no, I'm not ringing any bells.
0: Okay. When uh, Matt had David Burton strapped to the wheelchair Mm -hmm. and he was talking about Jesus.
1: Oh, yes, yes. Jesus
0: Jesus didn't die. He had a twin brother. Yes. Okay, so there's also that.
1: Okay, so are we going to say Jesus?
0: (laughs) I'm just pointing out where we've seen and heard from twins in previous episodes Did we
1: see tim burton
0: again J- david it? burton david burton okay. tim burton is a, a very famous director <laughs> <laughs> all,
1: right. all right. I'm very i'm very excited for these next two episodes and i'm also this is a series finale they know it's a series finale uh-huh hopefully uh it goes out with a bang rather than a whimper
0: you said you're nervous. Are you, you're nervous that you're not? No, I'm happy. not.
1: I'm not really. I'm not really that nervous. I'm excited. I just wanted to say that because I realized if I if I started um talking too highly about the upcoming episodes, you'd think I uh I liked this like that. I think give away my rating too much. So I. Oh, I see. So I, so I kind of misled you. Gotcha.
0: Well, I can tell you that a lot of people were very nervous about this finale. <laughs> like I said, oh yeah,
1: because Lindelof, I, I mean, I've heard. Yeah. You've told me great things about this finale. I've heard great things about this finale. Yeah, people were worried about Lindelof must take up another one.
0: Yeah, and Lindelof himself was very, very nervous about it. <laughs> so, uh, but it was very well received. People generally love it. But there are definitely a, a very, a very um, outspoken minority. But they are a, a vast minority uh, who dislike the episode
1: well, like i said a, a great way to tell if a finale is actually good or bad is to look at like like imdb is a good example look at imdb and see is yeah. that episode rated higher than the average episode if it was it's a good ending well i seen by most people it's a good ending right right that's that's a great measurement to tell if it's lower than the average then yeah it wasn't a great ending
0: exactly oh so. i agree and this is relatively high compared to the average episode it's
1: probably a good ending that's that's how i always try to dictate how people feel about endings like the because you you get like a vocal minority right blank 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 so yeah Yeah. i'm excited very excited
0: good can't wait
1: can't wait to get this over with
0: (laughs) Uh, And no more lindelof like you're clearly you're clearly hating it because you've you've given four of the six episodes of the season a 10 out of 10. I'm
1: just trying to appease him so he stops.
0: (laughs) I don't think he knows, Kurt. Although, Damon Lindelof, if you are listening, we would love to hear from you at (laughs) showhopperspodcast.gmail.com
1: You think he goes to every single Leftovers podcast well? This week I listened to this whole series time to listen to Showhoppers now. (laughs) I wonder (laughs) what they said about me.
0: (laughs) <laughs> uh, feel free to DM us on Twitter too, Damon. Oh, sorry, never mind. You don't use your Twitter anymore. Oh wow, yeah. Nice, nice work, mr yourself. So. <laughs> um but yeah, uh no, but any of you can feel free to email us at showhopperspodcast at gmail.com. Uh and any of you can would if you would please leave us a five-star review. We would definitely appreciate that. Uh and please do share the podcast in any way that you are capable of sharing a podcast uh if there's anything else kurt no no i have nothing else okay well uh thank you for uh the, your special guest appearance on this episode kurt i appreciate uh, it actually
1: you're the guest for this episode <laughs> oh, oh you that's got right. it the wrong way around so thank you for appearing on uh, my podcast mr sal i much <laughs> okay. appreciate you having you on and uh listeners have a have a great week see you next week